Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer. Wanted to tell you about our newest podcast that is exclusive to Spotify. It is called The Hottest Take. These are short podcasts. These are going to be like seven to nine minutes, multiple times per week. It's one take. Sweet potatoes are bullshit. You're going to get takes like that. You're going to take about sports. If Cliff Kingsbury looked like Brad Childress, he would never work again. Pop culture, you're going to hear from me. Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Ludicrous. This is an interesting <laughs> take because the name of the show is the hottest thing, not the worst take. You're going to hear from Ryan Rossillo, Mallory Rubin, Jason Concepcion, Chris Ryan, Sean Fennessy, Shay Serrano, my buddy House, and many more Ringer staffers and friends of the Ringer family, some celebrities. It's going to be exclusive on Spotify, multiple times per week, coming September 16th from The Ringer Podcast Network. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of The Ringer Podcast Network. I am Cousin Sal. On the line right now with me, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Brother Bry, Harry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sally, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? Wow, well, there's a lot going on. I mean, as if the, the beginning of the season wasn't enough. And now we have to deal with, guys, Tate, Master Tate Frazier, longtime producer and COO of the pod. He got up and left. He's gone. He took off. We, uh... We love Tate. We're big fans. Harry, especially you, he would defend you tooth and nail, right? Love the guy. Love him. Yeah. That's it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Telling the guy I love him, that should be enough, right? For two years, it's taking up for Harry. stuck up 400 million times, and uh, and that's all you have to say. Well, we we are going to miss Tate. Brother Brian, you have to if I could, if I could add, if I could add, I mean, we all tweeted something nice when Tate left, except for Harry. It was kind of weird. Yeah, Harry like, like responded. Wait a minute. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of like. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> right, kind of weird. I, I, threw some, I, I added my own little uh, tidbit, didn't I? I could have swore I did. No, no, no. It wasn't much. She didn't elaborate uh-huh. more than love them, love the guy. But yeah, all right. I, got, I don't know. <laughs> I, I always felt that uh, you were his favorite, Harry. And I thought that, that you know, I mean, the parlay kid treated it like it was a eulogy. He was like, good, good guy, better guy, great worker. You know, it was like, very sad. I had to call for the arrangements. Right. It's messed up. But he is gone. He has moved on. And well, I think, is he on the phone right now? I think I asked him to call in. Are you on, Tate? Yeah, yeah. This is such an honor. I've never been on this side of things. It's so nice to finally call into a conference call and just, you know, talk to my friends. It's so nice. I, uh, I was going to say good one, Harry, right right, right when I opened up, but uh, I, uh, I'm i sorry, Harry. I should have paid you uh, an ode off the top. My bad. You know what? Good one, Harry, would have been one word longer than the tribute he just gave you, so don't don't worry about it. Save your breath. Save your breath. What are you saying? Nice. Goodbye. <laughs> Two words. One word. Goodbye. I said I love you. Is that isn't that isn't that plenty? I love the guy. That's what I said. Isn't that plenty? That's good. It was more like good riddance. I no, thought, but whatever. That's, that's fine. But it's good, Tate. It's good to hear you now on a on a shitty phone line as well. Um, we miss you, pal. Uh, be honest. Did you leave? Did it have anything to do with me and the parlay kid picking the Rams over the Panthers? No, it had nothing to do with that, even though people were very upset with me for not backing my team. Uh, so I took a lot of flack for that on the way out. I, I think my favorite thing I saw was that people thought I took the Mitchell Trubisky game pretty hard, so I decided to leave the ringer because uh, <laughs> obviously I had, had so much stock in Mitchell Trubisky, and he uh, disappointed me to open the season. Uh, you know, in such a 100-year beautiful celebration, he went back to 100 years ago when they didn't throw the football. So uh, he that, really was, did. Uh, that was not good to see. Yeah, it was tough. He, he forgot about the invention of the forward pass, but well, it's very sad. Our, our COO up and leaves, leaves us hanging like a, a like a cheap prostitute. But the, Tate, I will say you, you vowed you would be famous. It's been five days now. I don't see you t- trending on Twitter or anything. Well, when is this going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. I think I miscalculated <laughs> uh, my fame. So here I am. And uh, the good news for me is that I've, I've heard via Ken and uh, via Indeed.com or ZipRecruiter or whoever's sponsoring our podcast today, uh, that Ken has a, a, an available, you know, Butler job ready and willing to go. I, I think uh, I think I can make that work. So that's the good news. I just have to move to Phoenix, unfortunately. It's all yours, buddy. It's all yours. 
<laughs> You're going to take <laughs> Harry's you, job Harry. as a butler. I love that. That would be great. <laughs> that would just be terrific. Terrific. Well, out with the old and in with the new. Now, I have to introduce our new producer because, uh, you know, we, we can't, we'll, we'll be rudderless without one. Yeah. He's not going to be COO automatically, but I understand he has uh, some entrance music. Uh, let's hear it. Let's. This is Jim Cunningham, right? Heel producer Jim Cunningham. <laughs> You've got to meet this Jim Cunningham. Oh, I can't believe he's single. Jim Cunningham is a diamond in the rough. He's not in the rough. He gives he's, just, he's a diamond. Back in the 70s, he was quite the team heartthrob. They say he's 500 pounds of bottom-dwelling fury. Half man, half god, half possible centaur. An eight-foot, two-ton monster who can palm a medicine ball. There you go. Welcome aboard, Jim. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, this isn't too awkward. Well, Tate, uh, listen, be honest. I'm going to be honest. This guy's been gunning for your job since uh, day one. And if, I don't know what he did, the magic pixie dust or something, but it uh, it worked. He's got it. You have any advice for Jim? I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that intro music. It's almost sad, uh, but that just goes to show how many times I've been in moments where Jim Cunningham has had to uh, use his own intro music to come into something. So, that's good news. We uh, we have a we have a we have a great history together. We were uh, the first two guys, basically on the board, working the uh, the newly formed Bill Simmons podcast. So it only makes sense. Yeah, Jim has definitely been gunning for my job for a long time, and he finally got it, and he deserves it. And uh, Jim is hilarious. So for the people that ever thought I was funny, which is I think maybe Harry uh, out of charity, uh, Jim Cunningham will deliver. So that'll be good. Jim is very funny. Jim, what did you say to me the other day when I said you, you had something you said about Tate and, and not working there anymore? What, do you remember? Oh, uh, I'm really curious what he's going to do now that he freed up those eight hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's got to be nine and a half, ten hours during March Madness. <laughs> it's, just, it's just more nap time. Jim. Just more nap. <laughs> By the way, there was a rumor that they closed, they shut, and we'll get to sports in a second. I, I swear to God, we will. Uh, the sports gambling talk against all odds. But there was a rumor that they locked the door to Golden Tee, where the Golden Tee video game was, the arcade game, and that was it. That was the last straw. Any truth to that, Tate? There is a there is truth to the fact that the door was locked. And twenty four hours later, I did put in my uh, my final day. I put in I put in my two weeks, or I did it, it wasn't even two weeks. I just put in my my final day and accepted it and. Uh, Gave me the Robert Redford nod uh, into the abyss. And like you said, Sal, uh, the fame did not last. Five days later, here I am. Uh, I'm just on the street. So That was it. <laughs> well, Tate, is there, uh, we are for sure going to miss you. Is there anything you want to say before you depart? Maybe any uh, words of wisdom you could pass along to Jim Cunningham, how to handle Harry or uh, any of us? I would just say this. Uh, the three guys, the degenerate trifecta, I love them. So dearly, uh, individually, and Sal, of course, like dating back to the guest lines days, uh, it's been a great run, and I, I love every minute of it. You guys bring joy to my life. I actually am excited to just listen to the show and uh, and listen to you guys. And if there's any wisdom I can give, it's just Jim. Just take care of Harry. You know what I mean? Like he needs an ally. Yeah. He's ally. Don't don't be an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. <laughs> and he's so upset by that. That wouldn't be very heel of him. All right. Well, Tate, thanks for calling in. We're going to miss you, buddy. And uh, well, boy, I, I just picture you like on a couch in a tuxedo drinking bourbon until uh, until I ask you to call in or something. It's very, very sad. But no, you're up to great things. Uh, I, I think you'll tell people what you're up to when the, when the time comes. I'll probably blab it like two weeks before, but uh, we will have you on to promote <laughs> stuff and whatever you want to do, pal. You have full clear to tell everyone that I'm going finally into Simi Valley to go into the porn world, just like Bill Simmons already <laughs> did. So I, uh, it's, it's, it's finally <laughs> happening, guys. I did it. Boogie night. Congratulations, uh, Dirk Diggler. You're, you're in there. Uh, Tate, we'll miss you, pal. Thanks for calling in. We will uh, check up on you uh, periodically, all right? Be careful out there. All right. Love you guys. Love you, Tate. Love Tate. <laughs> All right, there you go. The great Tate Frazier. Uh, never had an entrance song, I will say that, Jim. You you had one uh, at the ready. Yep. I'm better than him. I'm deleting all that anyway. We're cutting all that out of the pod. <laughs> okay, Not my song, just Tate. 
Don't worry. That's, <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. All right, let's talk to the tri- trifecta here. Let's start with Harry. The kid is riding high. He really is. He got a new job, as I said, a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, in the middle of the week, he ran out of gas. He put pictures all over the years bragging about running out of gas. That didn't cause any trouble whatsoever. Uh, took pictures of his car in the middle of the, uh, the highway. But since then, nothing but um, uphill. Uh, he had the over Nebraska game as his best bet. I shied away from that. He beat me. In fantasy, I made about four or five bad decisions, led to my uh, demise there, and went six and one in the Gold Nugget contest. Congratulations, Harry! Hey, it's been a nice run, no doubt, Sal. Uh, it's been good. Look, the, the Colorado game over sixty-four and a half. Uh, Colorado at zero, zero points at halftime. They scored twenty-four points in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, the game lands thirty-one, thirty-one at the end of regulation. And in the fourth quarter, the first two minutes and 41 seconds, there were three touchdowns scored. So I get the field goal, obviously, in overtime. 34-31, land 65. Like I said, had over 64.5. Piece of cake, you know what I'm saying? That was easy. And then also easy was on Monday night, DeAndre Hopkins rolling you in fantasy. We were in a tight one. It was close. But then Hopkins, two touchdowns, salted it away for me. Uh, I ended up winning by like 22 or something. Plus, uh, now, heading into weeks to come with Tariq Hill being out, I've got Sammy Watkins on my bench, so now he's uh, in the No lineup. one cares about look fantasy. Out. No one cares. Oh, Let's talk out. about your best, bet that, that, <laughs> your best bet that never should have won. But that is, the, that is the one good thing about college football with the, the overs, and it's baked into the over. The fact when you go to double, you can go to double, triple, four overtimes, you could have 15, like 16 points heading into overtime and then end up with 60. So Harry took advantage of that. That was a big win. Parlay Kid, I jumped on you for Sharp Tank. I loved mm. it. I yeah. loved the Cowboys money line, parlayed with the Bills money line. And, uh, oh, those, oh, I'm sorry, parlayed with the Jets and the freaking Bills Jets, blew yes. it for us. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. So if I can just get back to Harry for a second. Yeah. For, this is, I went through my text messages today because I know we were, you were like uh, going to talk about the streak he's on. Mm-hmm. I went back through the, te- the text messages over the last like two or three weeks. Brother Brian can attest to this. The last 21 bets he's told us he's made on the text messages have all no. lost. No. <laughs> They've all lost. No, the last 21 bets. I hit, a, I hit the parlay with the Bills this weekend. Mm. He, he did have a parlay with me with the Bills that, that, that won. But yeah, I don't know uh, if you sent yeah, me that one then, Harry. Well, then one out of 22 out of your last. So, all right, so just I got to knock it down a little bit, Harry. We can't, no, we can't, course. we got to make sure that uh, speaking, you're not oh, riding oh, that oh, high. Well, oh, 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 Darren, speaking of knocking down, just real quick, one <laughs> for one second on the Golden Nugget contest. Uh, yeah. After going six and one, Brian is two four and one. So Brian, you still got a shot. You're in two hundred and eighth place right now. I checked this morning. <laughs> oh, shit. How many? That's by the way, eighth place. Harry's biggest loss was uh, was predicting that uh, game day would go to Syracuse for the Syracuse Clemson game. Uh, he 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 jumped the you know he pushed it even further the envelope saying Syracuse was going to win that game. How many points are they getting in that game? And you're not you're staying away from it altogether, right? Uh, staying away, getting twenty eight yeah, now. Like- 27, Ooh, 28 boy. points. All right, there you go. But parlay kid, we're happy with the Cowboys. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't yeah, I mean, pass uh, yeah, more I mean, that uh, offense. But- Oh, wow. The, the Jets loss was devastating. I mean, from a betting perspective, because I had it all over the place. I was kind of convinced, you know, every, I work with a lot of Jet fans and they're like, how could you, we, we tell you, you cannot bet on the Jets. I had a good feeling about the Jets and things look great. I mean, 16, the 16 zip, 16, three going into uh, the fourth. Uh, and they just, uh, you know, they have no kicker. They let their guy Myers from last year, who was awesome. Just basically walk away for not even much money. And, uh, you know, you're stuck with the guy. And it could be, it could be a revolving door uh, with the kickers this year. And so with the Cowboys, wow. I mean, I, with the Cow- are the Cowboys this good? Are the Giants that bad? Is it somewhere in between? Probably somewhere in between. But after week one, you would have to say the two most complete teams in the NFL probably look like the Patriots, of course, and the NFC. I think right now the Dallas Cowboys look like the most well-rounded team. Offense, defense special teams maybe mm-hmm. we got something really good brewing well, here Sal. we might have something yeah, really too, good mean, brewing it too early to uh jump all over it but that yeah, that would be is. a super bowl for the ages for fox uh come february that would be nice and yeah it, it might be that we played played the worst team in the league 
Uh, Harry, albeit had the Giants to win the division at eighteen to one, I'll give him. I'll give him one hundred and eighteen to one right now for that. I don't. I don't. I don't see him bragging too much about that. But brother Bry, you had a tough loss too. You had all the orange crushed you. You had Texas plus six and a half. That was a loser. Um, that's the one we did on Sharp Tank. Then you had some other orange teams uh, go down for you. But that Texas game was bad. Yeah, the Texas game was awful. I mean, down six, we had six and a half on Sharp Tank. Texas down six with 220 left. LSU is third and I think 17 from their own 39. A first down in the game is pretty much over. Two first downs, it's definitely over. But one first down, it's pretty much over. Uh, LSU, uh, they're just a different team this year. It was just very aggressive late in the game. And then for some reason, Texas blitzed like 20 guys on that last play. Um, Burrow completed that pass over the middle, and then the guy broke about two tackles, one for a touchdown. But that game was over. It should have landed at six, and then they score, and then not only do they score, they get the two-point conversion. So now yep. I know I, I immediately lose that game. But it was funny because I was at a bar that night, and I immediately I had like a full drink, and I immediately, as soon as that touchdown happened, I ordered the second drink. Really? Is that the way to go, Jim yeah. Cunningham? Or do you just you should always be ordering drinks all the time, right? Yeah, two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's so. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go over the best three games. Well, maybe not the best. Dolphins, Pats, only because it's kind of historic in a way. Packers, Vikings, and Eagles, Falcons. We're gonna take a ride on Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino. These fellows are gonna offer their best bets in a in a segment we call Sharp Tank. But first, we're gonna take a look at the best value in the NFL divisions. We'll take a look at those odds. We'll probably do this three or four times over the course of the regular season because these numbers bounce around big time from week to week. We're looking for best odds value. Harry, we'll start with you. Eight divisions to choose from. What's the best odds? Well, in the AFC South, I'm going to take the Titans at 2-1. to one. I know uh, the Texans are the favorite at plus 140, but uh, I know their offense looks really good. But again, they lose the game. They should, probably should have won uh, the start of the season. I mean, I love tight end Delaney Walker's comments uh, after crushing Cleveland. This team has a swagger to them. I think already, defensively, they look really special. Uh, can we trust Marcus Mariota after week one with three touchdowns? Well, I don't think just yet, but I think we can definitely trust Derrick Henry. I mean, boy, he, I know he touched during, the, during that uh, touchdown run that he had, but I mean, I mean, how fast did he look running the ball? He looked special. I mean, uh, rookie from Old Miss, A.J. Brown, was a pleasant surprise going for 100 yards. Ex-Dolphin defensive end Cameron Wake at two and a half sacks. Uh, Tennessee had three picks for against uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, they had seven tackles for losses. I think it was really good. Uh, they played really special on, uh, on, on Sunday against the Browns. Uh, Indy in the division is going through injuries and still uh, withdrawals from Andrew Luck. Jacksonville has quarterback issues themselves. Now the Foles is out for a while. Um, it's feasible that Tennessee starts seven and one. I mean, uh, they have Indy this week, and Tennessee is seven and one straight up and against the spread in the last eight versus division at home. Then they get Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, Denver. Uh, they do have the Chargers at home, and they get Tampa. So, if Mariota doesn't turn the ball over, which he looked great on Sunday, the Titans mm-hmm. are two to one. Not a bad play. It's pretty easy schedule. I'll say that. I'm down on the Titans. It's mostly because. Uh, my co-host on Lock It In, Clay Travis. I hate his guts, and that's his team. But uh, I don't know. I thought more that was a bad, bad, bad Browns game than a great Titans game there. They spotted them 162 penalty yards, which is two football fields. That's impossible, impossible to overcome for almost every team that's not the Chiefs, I would say, or the Patriots. So I don't know. I, I To me, the Texans can't protect Deshaun Watson, but – that's where I would put my money. So I, I just can't – that division is just so hard. It's so hard. I, I know Jacksonville's not going to win it. I don't think it's going to be Tennessee. It, it's, uh, it's a rough one. The Colts are feisty. If they can get a win, they're only a three-point dog this week. That, that's going to speak volumes of where this division is going, I think, that game this week. Uh, Brother Bry, I like what you're saying. Who do you like? Well, let me just say, too, yeah, what you were saying is for the Titans, that, that really shows you where they're at. I mean, everybody, like Harry's saying, they had this great game, and they did play really well, but was it more a factor of the Browns? Because otherwise, they would be like six-point favorites this week. But the fact that they're three-point favorites, still really nobody right. believes in them, uh, which I don't believe. I, I don't blame anybody. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys, uh, plus 150. But I think 
this should be closer, right? This I feel like they, they and the Eagles should be about even. I mean, I think what's going to happen at some point in the future, and they're going to be minus money. Maybe even after, well, it's possible after this week they could be minus money. Look, I know they played the Giants, but let's not, everybody's like pretending like Philly didn't play Washington. I mean, Washington is just as bad as the Giants, right? And they struggled in that game early. I know they looked good late, but I don't know. I, I mean, to me, those teams are, both pretty well-rounded, but when when Parlay Kid was saying before, I mean, I do think when you look at the Cowboys roster, they they really do. It is amazing how much talent they have on that team, and no wonder why they keep giving out these big contracts and have to give out bigger contracts. They have a lot of talent between the offensive line, defensive line, uh, the linebackers are great. So I think at this point, it's really just a question of Dak, the play calling, maybe Jeff Heath, but. Maybe they found something with Kellen Moore with the play calling. Um, but, again, I, I yeah. just think plus 150 at this point in time, it's, it's too large. It really should just be even. So I think, I think I'm definitely going to put some money on the Cowboys. In I'm with you. Obviously, I'm biased here. Um, you know, Harry's 18-1. Like I said, doesn't look great right now. I think it's a two-horse race in the <laughs> NFC East, Cowboys and Eagles. Both have very solid offenses, as far as I could see. The Eagles are splitting carries like like it's, it's a three horse race just in their backfield. Um, Cowboys offense, you had to love it. How much of it is because it was against the Giants? Probably a lot. We'll we'll see this week. We'll see to a lesser extent this week against the Redskins, but um, a lot of pre snap motion. Cowboysy state offense. Really, they had the men in motion. They had the uh, they had twice as much play action call this week than they did all of last year. Um, on the average, so they moved the ball. We didn't even, we haven't even seen Zeke. You know, is it ten or twelve carries? He's, he's going to have like seventeen or eighteen. That's going to work out. Their defense applies pressure. I like it. I think it's them and the Eagles. And if I can get plus money with the Cowboys, why not at this point? Parlay kid, For sure. I know you like that, but you do like uh, the yeah, way, I like that. someone in the Bird family, right? Absolutely. So I like the Cowboys pick right there by Brian, and I like the Ravens at plus one sixty to win their division. I don't know if I would have said this a few weeks ago, and I hate to make let one week make it break it for me or make it, uh, make a decision for me, especially with the win over the Dolphins. But if we look, really look at what's happening in this division, we know we can eliminate the Bengals, even though uh, Zach Taylor is a, a very good young coach. The Bengals were very game this week, could have easily uh, beaten the Seahawks. But I think we can eliminate them from that conversation. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I know they played an excellent Patriot team, uh, they showed very little life. Ben looked old. I'm not saying he's done, but he looked old, Sal. Uh, he looked old. I, I, I just, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to really carry this team the way he has over the years. Uh, Cleveland, well, I mean, I know, again, one week, but we've said from the start they're overrated. Uh, and that leads us to the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are, again, are they the most complete team in this division? Probably. Uh, Lamar Jackson is now 7-1 and one in his career as a starter. Um, obviously, he's a better passer than and we've been hearing about it all week than people want to give him credit for. And I already know he's a dynamic runner. Marquise Brown is obviously uh, is going, going to be a fantastic addition. I'm sure he's going to have some of his ups and downs. Uh, Ingram in the backfield is uh, looks like they finally maybe have like uh, solidified that position where they have one guy they can really count on back there. And their defense was number one last year, and I'm sure it's going to be yep. minimum top five this year. So at plus 160, and, and Harbaugh is a great coach. At plus 160, and Tucker's a great kicker. Not many people have that. Plus 160, This is a, I think this is a no-brainer right here. I think it's the Ravens good. are winning this division. You know? I like uh, the, the, the bet I'm most proud of. My uh, futures bet is the field. In the AFC North over the Browns, I got that at minus one seventy-five. I wish I could. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, quadruple up on that. Yeah, didn't like what I saw out of the Browns. Again, yes, you don't want to base it all off of one game, but Ravens have a good opportunity to be two and zero, oh, which means the Steelers would have to beat the Seahawks. I do think the Steelers are going to move the ball. I mean, uh, Andy Dalton. Yes, I, was really yep. done. I feel like he quit football in two thousand fifteen. He set a personal <laughs> high with four hundred and eighteen yards. So. Maybe that secondary yeah. isn't ready for uh, the regular season yet. So Big Ben should come back strong against anyone against uh, other than Belichick. He'll do well. Um, don't like the Browns, and I think the Bengals come down to earth uh, a little as well, even though they, they lost. Um, I would say, well, first of all, the best value is the Patriots. If you have a lot of money, 
The Patriots minus 1500 is the best value. Put 150000 <laughs> to win ten grand. You don't have to pay a broker in yep. January. You get a nice check from the sports book. Or how does it work, Harry? They give you chips. You exchange the chips for cash. You go home. That's the way to do it. But if you don't like putting that kind of loot up to uh, bring back such little money, the Rams minus 180 only went up a little from minus 140. Then they beat the uh, Panthers. And like I said, that Seattle team, maybe even less than the, uh, the defense, that offense was not impressive at all at home. 156 total yards. I don't know how they beat the Bengals. I'm glad they did. I had them on every money line parlay I ever made. But um, for that to go up only a little, minus 180 from 140, and take into account Seattle's on the road against Pittsburgh, expected to lose. The Rams are supposed to beat the Saints in a tight game. You know, if they have a if they have a one game lead like that'll that'll change. That'll be in the minus two twenties, two thirties, right in there. Jim Cunningham, you like the Jets at all? Twenty to one? No, no, not at all. I didn't. No, I mean, unless they get a kicking game, but I don't see them beating, winning the division versus the Patriots. Not at all. No. Yeah. Brother Bry, Chiefs or Rams? They're both minus one eighty. One's minus one eighty, minus two hundred. Who? Which ticket would you rather have for a division winner? Uh, I think the. Yeah, that's a good one. Shit. Uh, I think it's close. I talk to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I think. Yeah, they're yeah. doing well too. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's week one. We can't go crazy. But to stop us from going crazy, let's do an ad right now. Hey guys, I'm teaming up with FanDuel to give you a chance to play fantasy football against me, Bill, and the Degenerate Trifecta. And the best part, the winner gets to fly out to Puerto Rico to be our official correspondent for FanDuel's World Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals. You'll get an all-expense-paid trip to enjoy four days worth of WFFC events in Puerto Rico and get to be a part of all the action. Just go to FanDuel.com ringer to enter and draft your week two fantasy team before the games kick off on Sunday. Well, I haven't looked at my lineup, but last week, I am very proud. I ended up 302nd out of 595. It's not going to get better than that. Thanks for nothing, Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Tyree Kill. Even worse. Remember, you can play against me, Bill, and the Degenerate Trifecta in the Ringer Listener League on FanDuel. Doesn't matter if you missed last week and still take home the top prize. Just go to FanDuel dot com slash ringer to enter now that's fanduel.com slash ringer and while we're at it let's talk about the holidays i know i know it's crazy early but that time of year is creeping up and you do not want to go through another holiday season taking closed mouth photos while everyone else is grinning ear to ear do you getting a photo ready smile starts now and it's easier than ever with clear aligners from candid candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire braces treatment takes just six months on average first an experienced orthodontist who's licensed in your state creates a custom treatment plan then they show you a 3d preview so you can see how your teeth will look when it's finished and candid ships your aligners directly to you these aligners are comfortable removable and completely invisible they cost 65 percent less than braces plus with each aligner purchased Candid donates $25 to Smile Train, which brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children worldwide. You could have a photo-ready smile by the holidays. Go to candidco.com odds and use code odds to get $75 off. That's candidco.com odds. Code odds for $75 off. All right, we're going to go through three of the premier games this week. Now, I keep saying that, but this one's not not a big one, except the only thing big about it is the spread. Patriots-Dolphins should not be competitive. The line is 19-48. and 48. It, it started, it opened in the beginning of the year, in the beginning of the summer, I think at nine and a half, something crazy. Uh, yeah. When the season started, week one, it was about 14, 14 and a half. Everyone watched that Dolphins' dismal performance and even worse what the Patriots did to the Steelers. And it went to 19. The total is 48. Harry, which one do you like in this game? You know what? I'm going to take the the game over 48. Uh, I leaned towards the under last week in the uh, Patriots game versus Pittsburgh, but this week, like I said, I'm taking the over. We all know, like you said, Miami couldn't stop Baltimore at all and giving up 42 points in the first half. 59th of the game. No idea how they plan on stopping Brady, Belichick. Uh, and if AB plays or if he doesn't play, it doesn't even matter. Uh, the Patriots did whatever they wanted to do to Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday night uh, on offense. 
New England has so many weapons. It's crazy. Look, Josh Gordon looked really good. Him and Philip Dorsett uh, had seven catches combined for an average of 24 yards of reception. Rex Burkhead had 13 touches for 85 yards rushing and receiving combined. Both games went over last year in the game in Miami. They had 77 points. In fact, the last six games have gone over between these two. A couple other trends that lead to the over. Uh, 15 of the last 21 games in Miami have gone over. And the total has gone over in the Dolphins' last 10 games at home in September. I think this is going to be a pound fest for the Patriots. They take it easy late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think it's something like 38-17. You get 55, 58 points there. (laughs) Well, it's a pound fest. (laughs) It's <laughs> a pound fest when you go out to like a uh, Red Robin restaurant. Ooh, when I go, when I when I go to when I go to uh, when I go to the buffet, it's a pound fest. All right, all right, all right. You change yeah. the restaurant, I'm yeah. Seen it. There you go. You've seen all it. All right, Parlay Kid, you are going to take the side here. I will point out the team favored by eighteen plus points in the last twenty five years. Yeah. Fifteen and zero straight up, but three and twelve against the spread. And furthermore, Brady at an eighteen point favorite. Brady and Belichick, 5-0 and straight up, 0-5 against the spread. Uh, average margin of victory, 8.8. I don't know if you knew those stats, but you're reading into it. You like the Dolphins plus the yeah. points? Yeah, so I think this 19 points right now is just it's just too high. Um, you know, I, I obviously could be sitting here next week going, yeah, yeah, that was so obvious. Pats won 40 to nothing. But at the same time, the Pats are 1-5 straight up in Miami in their last six. And that's been with pretty good Pats teams and pretty bad Dolphins teams during those last six games as well. Uh, but let's face it, the Patriots are probably even better this year than they've been, and the Dolphins are probably even worse than they've been. That being said, the Patriots were 3-5 and five against the spread uh, last year as away favorites. The Dolphins were 3-1 and one against the spread as home underdogs, uh, underdogs last year. And the Dolphins show no heart in this game for their coach who spent 15 years in the Pats organization, they should probably just fire him on the spot because his players aren't responding to him or just possibly cancel the entire Dolphins season. Yeah. Let's roll the dice here and say that this team shows a little fight. It's going to be hot and muggy, maybe even a little rainy in Miami. Maybe that's going to slow the game, the pace of the game down a little bit. Let's take the Dolphins with those 19 points out. It's tough because the Pats, if you just look at points, Pats won by, what, 30 over the Steelers? What, what, what was it? Yep. And uh, uh, what did yep. the Ravens beat the Dolphins by in the 50s, right? Something crazy, high 40s, 50s. And it, it's funny, on Lock It In, Todd Furman, one of us, me or Clay, or Clay said it and I agreed, like, the number's too high, but I like the Patriots. And he's like, you can't say that. You can't say the number's too high, but you like the Patriots. But I liken it to like a – if you see a car on the side of the road and there's a sign in there and saying sold for $300, you like, well, that number's too low, but, uh, but I like driving a different car. Like I, I don't trust this car, right? Like, can't you, can't the number be suspect, but you just don't trust the team enough. Like, because I don't know, the Patriots could score fast and the Dolphins can't. I yep. think it's a stay away. If I had to, I would go on your side, uh, parlay kid, but I, I would say it's a stay away yep. only because the uh, Patriots have, so much trouble in Miami, and what, what do they care? What I worry about, Paul, like, kid, is the Dolphins are going to get blown out, and then they get their shit together in time for the Cowboys next week, and that'll be that'll be embarrassing. Yeah, I can't have that. So, so, were you referring to Ken's car on the side of the road, uh, in the middle of the highway? <laughs> I don't know. No? I don't know if we're allowed to refer to Ken's car on the side of the road. <laughs> All right, Vikings, Packers, this is a better game, more competitive. Uh, Green Bay favored at home by three. The total is 44. Um, Brother Bry, what do you like in this game? Well, I'll keep this pretty simple. I mean, I do like the Packers minus three, but we don't really know if the Packers D is good or if just Trubisky was is probably, I mean, it's possibly the worst QB in football. It's possible. But I expect Rodgers and Adams to have big bounce back games. Uh, the home team in this series is 5-1 against the spread over the last three years. The Packers are 7-2 seven and two against the spread in the last nine September home games. So, I don't know. Cook, the one thing I'll say about Minnesota is Cook, Cook looks, Fast. I mean, obviously, it probably took an extra year to really get back from that injury, but he looked he looked great. But I just I could never, in my conscience, take Cousins here against Rodgers. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I there's really I know. 
I'm struggling. To, I'm struggling thinking of cousins in this game, but there's nothing. There's nothing for me that says let's let's back cousins here. So I, I have to go Rodgers. I'd feel too awful if I, if I went against Rodgers. It's, it's funny how we we decide individually which week one games we're going to say matter and which don't. Like right. the Titans won by <laughs> what thirty plus, and I was like, well, that that doesn't mean they're good. That means the Browns are bad, and. Why shouldn't we go crazy about the Vikings win over the Falcons? I had the Falcons winning 10 games this year. and But I'm like, nah, yeah, it's all right. I don't care. I saw how fast Alvin Cook was and everything else. And Kirk Cousins threw 10 passes. He only had to throw 10 passes to, to win the game. But I'm not going to chalk that up. But I love the Packers who struggled to score all game. I love what Adrian Amos and Preston Smith, two additions, did defensively. I think they're going to be good. I think that defense is rock solid. I really do. I would lay the three as well. Harry, you're taking the total. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I can definitely, obviously, I agree with both of you, too. It's hard to go against Green Bay in this situation, Rodgers against Cousins. But uh, I will uh, lean a little bit here towards the under 44 and a half. Uh, last week, Chicago did a pretty good job keeping Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offensive pay. You know, the Vikings defense kept what we thought was a potent Falcon offense stymied for most of the game. Looks like Minnesota will have a very good running game. Uh, which will keep the clock running, and when they enter the red zone, does Kirk Cousins resort to field goals? We all know, like we just said, he's not a winner against good teams. Uh, Green Bay's defense was really special versus Trubisky and the Bears. Chicago couldn't muster anything offensively. The leading rusher only had 19 yards, and Trubisky uh, made zero plays, and he had 19 incompletions. Uh, Vikings games have gone under in six of the last seven games. In the last 16 years, in week two, Minnesota games have gone under 13 of them, and seven of the last nine between these two rivals have gone under. I see this game being a little tighter than most people probably think, but I think Green Bay pulls this out something like 2017, under 44 and a half. Oh, don't be a sissy in 2017. Come on. That that falls <laughs> right on the number. Come on. You take any other score. Why do you have to do that? That's Harry. Jim, just for, just for uh, some insight, that's Harry saying, hey, they got the number right. I know they got the number right. I'm so smart. I'm going to take the over-under here. I'm not even going to take a look at the line because they got it exactly right. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know, Harry. I don't know if you have Jim's support like you did, Tate. This is going to be interesting. I know. Boy, I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little worried here, Jim. Yeah, you'll be all right. All right. Uh, Sunday night. This is a Sunday night game, right? Eagles-Falcons? Yeah. Oh, yep. It's Falcons. It's freaking Falcons. Um, Eagles favored by two on the road. Over unders 51 and a half. Parley kid, you and your brother, brother Bry, disagree on this. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. All I know is the Falcons, if I take them or go against them, uh, I'm getting yeah. slaughtered either way. Who do you like? Yeah, it seems to happen with the Falcons. I mean, we know Harry is all over the Falcons, uh, you know, in the preseason here. He loves the Falcons. Uh, can we trust the Falcons, Sal? Again, if we go, it goes down to, you know, who do we trust more, Wentz and Peterson or Ryan and Quinn? Uh, Matt Ryan, there's something soft about this Falcons team. I just, there's something just soft about it. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, where they excel in. They should be an offensive dynamo. Uh, you know, Ryan's numbers always look good in the end but doesn't seem to make big plays when he has to. Uh, there's something missing from this team. So, if you're asking me to lay money, we're taking the Eagles minus two here in this game. Uh, we're betting on Wentz to carry over some momentum from that second half, or you know, basically the second quarter on from that Redskin game. Uh, and we're just um, betting on them just being the mentally and physically tougher team and we could be seeing, uh, you know, Dan Quinn fired as the as the as the first uh, first head coach fired here, uh, very shortly because something is just missing with this team. And maybe they'll shut me up after this week because I like them. I like them too, Sal. Coming into the season, yeah. but um, man, they they were lame the other day. They they really laid an egg. Uh, and but again, you look at the really numbers like. at the end of the game. You know, I mean the the Vika, uh, you know the like you said the Vikings. They they beat them by passing the ball ten times in that game. What does that what does that right. even tell you? I mean, so well, so shame on uh, shame on the Falcons. I just don't. They just might not be that good, and I just don't think they're tough. And I so let's go with the Eagles. Vegas agrees with you, Paul. Like yeah, Jay Gruden was a favorite going into this year, this season, to be the first coach fired. No longer Dan Quinn plus two fifty. 
Brother Bry, do you think Dan Quinn has, has looked at that? He's like, oh, my God, I'm the first coach expected to be fired now. I better get my shit together. Plus two. <laughs> well, I think when we were looking at first coach fire, I don't know if we necessarily spoke, spoke about it on the pod, but I know Dan Quinn's name came up quite a few times. Uh, there was definitely the potential because they did have a tough tough schedule to start, no matter how much Harry loved them. But well, well, I mean, Oh, you go ahead there. Well, Brian, I was going to say, wait, the odds didn't swing after Harry's tweet of Garrett being the first co- coach fired when the Giants went up 7 nothing. They didn't swing the odds there? Shit. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, I'm not. I'm... <laughs> He's got no, no comeback for that. No comeback. Uh, I'll leave that one alone. I'll, I'll, I'll pick my battles. Yeah, you might want to wait till like, the first quarter is over, Harry, before you tweet about the coach being fired in the first Yeah, week. no kidding. I was just hoping um, Darren saw it. I hope I annoyed well, Brian, him for a couple seconds. Atlanta 14-5 <laughs> against the spread last 19 uh, at home in September. Visiting team right. in this season, in this series, 2-10, and 10, I think, in the last 12. I don't know. I'm just looking for a reason to take Atlanta, but I should stay away. Well, yeah, well, so I'm, I'm going to go Atlanta. I, I know how much – I mean, they're probably my least favorite team to watch because when things are going bad, you're like, oh, shit, why did I back this team? They're so frustrating. And you knew when they got down early like that – you knew they were out of it early in that game. And I, my God, I hate them. I hate Matt Ryan. I hate everything about him. But I don't know if it's not like they had the worst game ever. I mean, they were moving the ball a lot, but they had some terrible turnovers. Matt Ryan had some really bad turnovers. So, I mean, it, we were just talking about on the last game, with, uh, the last game we were talking about with Minnesota, but it's like, you know, they had 250 yards too. So it's not like uh, they were, they were fantastic. But the right. reason I, like them, and this is what you were kind of just saying, but Matt Ryan is 10-1 and one in home openers. And in those games, they've averaged 31 points per game. He's 9-1 and one in Week 2 games in the last 10 against the spread. I mean, because if you look at them historically, especially if they've lost that Week 1 game on the road, they've come back and won. I mean, well, obviously when they're 10-1 and one in home openers, but they've come back and won that Week 2 game. And, and also, when you look at it, too, the Eagles are 0-4 against the spread in their last four September games. I'm trying – again, I hate the Falcons, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, we might have overreacted a little bit here for week one. And I do think if the Falcons are going to have a good game, this is going to be the game to have a good game. I mean, I know, granted, the last two years they've probably struggled against the Eagles, too. But I, I would expect a, a bounce-back game from them here. And, I, again, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like – I like the Eagles. I think they're good, but I wouldn't necessarily say on the road. We we saw Winston games last year, even if it was whether it was a Cowboy game or whatever, that he wasn't fantastic. Always, he has moments too where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know with Wentz either. But so I'm gonna, I'm gonna back the Falcons. I feel like this should be a really a pick. Them the plus two is is a little weird here. I like them too. I'm gonna really, really try hard not to put money on them. Uh, home team in the night games three and one so far, right? I know a, f- a couple were close, and maybe if the Panthers uh, beat up on the Bucks, it'll be four and one. Uh, all right, those are the three games we're gonna preview. Let's take a break, and we'll be back. We're gonna jump on Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Today's episode is brought to you by Floor and Decor. Don't miss out. Floor and Decor is the only one-stop flooring shop that keeps general contractors, flooring specialists, and renovation experts ahead of the game. Thanks to their fully stocked warehouse of hard surface flooring, no job is too big. Job lot quantities of tile, wood, and stone are in stock and available for convenient worksite delivery. And their dedicated pro services team is here to help make it easy for you to run your business, offering everything from 14-day product storage to financing solutions to express pickup. Sign up for Pro Premier Rewards, and you'll automatically rack up points that you can exchange for prizes. Plus, you'll have access to over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. Explore your local floor and decor and discover how quality flooring products and everyday low prices can completely change your game. Visit floorandecor.com today to locate the floor and decor nearest you and score savings and service you won't find anywhere else. That's floorandecor.com. All right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, the parlay kid got in the captain's ear. He's like, listen, I know you don't need any help bringing, uh, thinking up these propositions, but I have one for you, and this is how it goes. Um, who is the greatest athlete, 40 years old, 
or over, 40 and over in the history of sports, not just right now, in the history of sports now. This was inspired by, I know where Parley Kid I think, is going with this, inspired by Tom Brady, just another, another fantastic performance. He's 2-1 to one odds. Gordie Howe, hockey legend, 5-1 to one odds. Nolan Ryan, fireballer, 7-1. to one. George Foreman, 9-1, to one, heavyweight champ. And uh, the field, 3-1, to one, because there really are so, so many options. Parley Kid, start us off. This is your idea. Which way are you going? Yeah, well, so there's no doubt here that Tom Brady is the sure thing here. So Harry, as we speak, is probably putting more chemicals and poisons in his body than Brady has in the last decade or so. And eight years from now, we're going to be saying is that Brady is the best athlete ever over 50 years of age. So take Tom at plus 200. Yeah. All right. I just the only thing I wonder with Brady is, do you change your mind if it's if it's if it's determined that he took designer drugs that has a Benjamin Button effect, and now he's like 28 years old? Because we marvel over this. He really <laughs> looks like he's in his late 20s. Like I, I, I didn't look like that yeah. at, at 22 years old. I, I don't know, but yeah. yeah, you kept it simple. Two Super Bowls after 40, probably three this year. Um, Brother Bry, what do you think? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go the field here and take uh, Bernard Hopkins. Look, I'm a little biased here because I met him a few times. Super friendly guy. Um, although you, you know, you get the sense that he, you know he might want to beat the shit out of you at any point in time. But <laughs> I've never seen an athlete at at 40 years old in better shape. Who like when you watched him in the 12th round, it was like he was in the first round, and that was all the way up until he was almost like 50. I mean. When he was in his 40s, it's funny because I had to look back because I went to the Trinidad fight and he was uh, like 36 then. But I mean, he beat, when he was 40, he beat Tarver, Winky Wright, Kelly Pavlik, Roy Jones, a bunch of great names. You and I actually went to the, uh, I feel like this is a funny story because you and I went to the De La Hoya uh, yeah. Hopkins fight. Kind of. Because you're quite right. So you were like, you, uh, you reached out to me. You know, I was a huge boxing fan. And you said, let's go to this fight. Uh, we show up, we get press passes, but just for the press room, right? So mm-hmm. we're not allowed into the arena. So we ended up watching the De La Hoya Hopkins fight on a 27-inch TV in the press room. Um, it was so funny. And then I remember still after that, Antonio Tarver wanted to beat the shit out of me because in a picture I took with them, I got too close. I got up in his face. For yeah, I got a little close. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, not only was it a small TV, but there was, you had like Burt Sugar smoking. So you had to look between the thick, thick cigar smoke to try to make out what the hell was going on on TV. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I would say, you know, and, and he lost some close ones in his 40s too, right? He looked, he fought Taylor, right? It was Jermaine Taylor? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Taylor, he lost back to back close fights. He lost Calzaghi fight was a close fight, and Calzaghi right. was my favorite. He was like forty five by then, so again, I, yeah, he really could I have mean, had I like a did. like a fifteen and two record after forty or something, something, something like that. It would have been well. Uh, I am. Oh, Harry, you go. You haven't said anything yet, Harry. Who do you like? Best athlete over forty. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with Nolan Ryan at seven to one. I mean, he really was a freak when it came to still being productive in his forties. Uh, from forty to forty six, he had seventy one wins. At 44, he was 12 and 6 with a 2.91 ERA, seven career no hitters, and he had one at 43, and then another at 44. Uh, but obviously, who can we for, who can forget at age 46 when he hit Robin Ventura, who was 26 at the time? And Ventura, unfortunately for him, had the balls to charge them out and fight the old Texan. Ryan gave him six, yes, six uppercuts to Robin's face. We literally saw an old timer. 46-year-old guy kicked the crap out of a young, vibrant 26-year-old baseball player. I mean, Brian uh, picked Hopkins. I, I think Ryan's the better fighter than Hopkins. Yeah, I was just going to say, MMA-wise, maybe the best fighter in his 40s, better than Couture or something. Yeah, uh, pretty good, obviously. Fireballer, all those no-hitters, a lot of them, a lot of strikeouts post-40s. That's a good pick. You know what? I would say... Well, first of all, if we did this next year, Parlay Kid, my answer would be Tony Romo. He would be he'd be the athlete because that guy, you know, <laughs> he, could start, he, he could start for the Jaguars right now if he wanted to. Uh, we know what he could yeah, probably start Jets. for Dallas, and the Jets. Dallas Mavericks. Shut up, Harry. Dallas Mavericks. I've seen him do yoga. Uh, obviously, great guy. He's going to be on the PGA Tour. Golf. Know it, but yep. He, yep. He's not 40. 
He's not exactly 40 yet. So I'm going to go with, uh, it's on the board there, Gordy Howe at 5-1. to one. Well, you look at his numbers after, and I know it was a little different hockey back then, but he put up some crazy, crazy numbers back there. 44 goals as a 40-year-old um, and 103 points that year. Then 31, 23, 31, 34, 32, 24, 34. I mean, this is this is not two years in his 40s where he carried on. He was really went to like basically like 49 years old where he did it pretty damn good. Um, yeah, and he made he was named All-Star for the 20th time. He scored close. To, I was going to put Yarmir Yager in there. Gordie Howe scored close yeah, to 300 fine. goals. He had 287 and three 100-point seasons um, uh, post 40 years old. What are you going to tell us, Jim Cunningham? Who's your favorite 40-year-old athlete? Um, I was going to go with the field. I like the 48-year-old Red Panda. She's that woman who performs at halftime in the NBA game. She rides a giant <laughs> unicycle and throws the, the bowls onto her head. I think she's the greatest athlete I've ever seen over 40. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. I, I, you know, By the way, I, have, I think there's more to this. You probably cross paths on, on Tinder or something, right? You and the Red Panda? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's with me right. right now. All right. Well, that's another week. See, I like your honesty, Jim Cunningham. It's refreshing. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders, Red Panda. All right. Sharp Tank. Here's how it works. We lost last week. Someone's keeping track of this shit. So we really, <clears throat> we really need to step up our game here. These guys make a best bet. I buy one of them from them and buy one means I go with it on the weekend. Uh, or I don't. And then I asked Brian, uh, Hey, who did we have again? Sometime like a uh, Tuesday afternoon or something. But anyway, they're going to give me their best bets. I'm going to pick one and we're going to go forward with that. What did we go? One and two or two and one last week? One and two. One and two. Sorry. Brian lost. Parley kid lost. Harry won. All right, Harry, you have the hot hand. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go back to that Philly Atlanta game. I'm not taking a side here, but for my best bet of the week, I'm going to go over 51 and a half. Uh, this nationally televised Sunday night game will have just too many stars playing for it uh, for it not to go over. Matty Ice it was cold last week, that's for sure. But looking for him to be in cahoots with Jones, Ridley, and Sanu. Ryan gets things going for Atlanta at home in the Dome on Sunday. Philly looked great in the second half, versus, especially in the second half, versus Washington. Uh, Deshaun Jackson put up big numbers, 154 yards, two touchdowns, Alshon Jeffrey. Scored uh, touchdowns uh, through the air and on the ground. Wentz looks spectacular. Both QBs, I think, are going to light up the scoreboard. Philly's D, though, this is the thing. Philly's D looked beyond soft. Case Keenum, of all people, went for 380 and three scores versus them. That was the most points the Skins have scored since week three of last year. That bodes well for Atlanta, and I think Atlanta's got to get the running game going, too. Freeman only had uh 19 yards rushing, so I think maybe they get that going, too, with a nice mix of the pass in there. Uh, since we are in September, the over has happened for the Fal- for the Eagles in their last three road games in September, and the over has happened for the Falcons in their last 10 of 11 home games in September. Uh, let's get a shootout on Sunday instead of the snorefest that we had last week between Pittsburgh and the Pats. Over All 51 right. and a half. Are the overs... Overs are one and three in night games so far, right? I think was it uh, was it the Saints the only one that went over. I don't know. We'll figure uh, out. I think they were on one and three. Uh, yeah, I don't mind yeah, that, Harry. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, truth be told, Harry, you know, obviously earlier, if you were listening earlier, you heard us go over Eagles Falcons, and you know, I have two of these guys pick a game, and Harry opted out of that game because he wanted the spotlight. He wanted the spotlight to make this pick on the Eagles Falcons. So there you go. Yeah, I uh, want the spotlight. Kid, you have something going too, big parlay. Well, yeah, Sal. You know, last week I I just missed on that uh, that two team parlay, and I had somebody tweet at me this week saying, "Hey, parlay kid, you know we want to hear those four, five, six, seven team parlays. Don't give us these that two that two teams garbage." So <laughs> we're gonna come at you with a four team parlay, and I won't waste too much time here giving it to you, Sal. All right, we got the Cowboys minus two fifty at the Redskins. Cowboys are a better team. The Cowboys, I know right now, are looking at saying to themselves, we've got to be 3-0 and after these first three games. They're not going to let up. they got a really good vibe going. They're going to win that game uh, down in Washington, over in Washington for them. Steelers, minus 200 over the Seahawks. Now, this is a money line parlay. 
You said before you think, you know, the Steelers are going to move the ball this week against the Seahawks. The Seahawks narrowly escaped the home uh, win over the Bengals. Pittsburgh coming off a bad loss. They're not going to go 0-2 just yet. So I don't think they're winning that division, as I said before, but we know the ramifications of being 0-2, and I don't think Big Ben is going there. Uh, so let's take the Steelers at minus 200 over the Seahawks. Let's go the Bears on the road at minus 150 over Denver. The Bears are the same thing. Look, this is a this is a, a pretty good team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but they know they can't afford to go 0-2. Denver's kind of riding this Flacco cycle. The Bears are going to pressure Flacco all over the place, make his life miserable. They're going to get their record to 1-1, one and one, so take them at minus 150. And so the last one at minus 480, we're kind of throwing this in there, is the Texans over Jacksonville. They're home. Jacksonville's going to have uh, basically a, uh, a late round. Was the, I don't even know if Menashu was uh, a late round draft pick or if he's a free agent signing. What is that, the ice cream man in the background, Harry? What is that? <laughs> oh, boy. I thought I was going to make this quick. All right, Texans, minus 480. Add them all up. Plus 323 parlay. Whoever, whoever, it's like the Oscars. They just, the music starts, and I got to get off the stage. All right. Okay. That's all right. Let's, let's that out. I, Steelers, I don't mind that. Cowboys, <laughs> Steelers, Bears, Texans, plus 334, I think, Parley, right? All right. Um, I, I think the numbers changed a little bit, so I think it's 323 oh, okay. right now. All right. Right in that yeah. range. All right. Brother Bry, finish us off here. All right. Um, I was looking for a good game. I feel like this week's a little bit tough, especially on the college side. There's not a lot of great games, but I'm going to go with the Rams uh, minus two and a half here. Seems like everyone is jumping on the Saints. Uh, this game should be three to me. It, it just seems like the emotions are getting the best of everybody uh, off of last year's playoff games. But to me, the Rams are eight, have won eight of their last nine games at home against the Saints. They're five and zero oh against the spread in their last five at home. I feel like you know what's going to happen in this game, right? It's going to be a close game. Rams are going to be driving. You're going to think the game's over. There's, they're going to review a pass interference call against the Saints. Uh, Rams are going to get the first down and end up winning on a field goal or a touchdown or something crazy. You know, that's usually how it goes in sports. You complain about a rule, they change the rule, and then you end up losing because of it. So, like I said, I, I just like the two-and-a-half um, it, I, to me, I don't know why it's three. I mean, there was nothing from week one game that you would say, oh, the Saints should be, or the Saints are better, or the Rams are better. This, to me, is just a three-point game. You're getting some value at two and a half. All right. Yeah, I, you know, I saw this go to two and a half, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't really get it. I, I, like, I, both teams are supposed to win 10-plus games. Um, obviously, there's a revenge factor for the Saints. You would think if they're both equal, then the Rams should at least take advantage of the three-point, you know, obligatory home field advantage spread there, the three points. But then you look, Saints on the road since 2016, including playoffs 13-11, 16-7-1 against the spread. That's the highest cover percentage in the NFL. And, Brother Brian, I'm sorry. I just you, – you go, you be with this one. I just don't think I could pick this game right. I got screwed so badly in the uh, NFC Championship game. I don't think I'm going to be able to zig or zag or figure out uh, how to do this. Um, Parlay Kid, I like three of your four except for the Bears. I think Vic Fangio wins this battle. I don't know why. I had the Broncos Monday night, too, and they were awful. I saw some life out of them in the in the second half, though. And uh, I think it's kind of going to kind of be the same thing. It was, you know, Chubb and Miller didn't really do anything against Carr. I think they step it up, and they pressure Trubisky, who's pressured 40% of, uh, of his dropbacks which is more than any uh, any game last year. Harry, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. Over 51 and a half. Can you believe this? We'll get there. They'll have 65 <laughs> in this game. 65. Jim, Jim Ryan, can you Matt believe Ryan it? I don't up. know. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Tate actually didn't move on to a new job? He actually retired from betting against all these best bets for the last two years. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> He's a gazillionaire. Mm. He Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. So he bought an island. Me. He bought an island. He got a good price. <laughs> so you're telling me he faded our picks all these years and that son of a bitch is off. Uh, he's living the life somewhere. He, he exactly. doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> yep. Exactly. 
Unbelievable. Well, hopefully you, you'll uh, suffer the same fate, Jim, or as it is, uh, benefit the same way. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, what do you got going on? Oh, Sal, uh, yeah, last week I uh, was up uh, watching my son Kyle play uh, with the University of Rochester. Uh, they got kind of beat up by Case Western uh, Reserve, right, Harry? Case Western Reserve, uh, yes. uh, a school that uh, requires a 1450 SAT score, and somehow Harry says he got into it. I, I'd really love to see the the records on that one. Well, Darren, he's uh, he right? into it. Does Pardon. that mean he, he, he broke into the dining hall? What is, I, don't, I don't believe that. What does it mean? <laughs> God, <laughs> oh, and, and if I could give a shout out to the, my player of the week for the University of Rochester, Aaron yeah. Aaron Whitley, wide receiver, and his freshman debut caught four passes for about forty yards. Uh, his brother happens to be uh, one of the top prospects uh, for the Tampa Bay uh, Rays down there. Right. So uh, seems like a nice, fine young man. This week they'll be traveling to Massachusetts for a football game. Looking forward to it. And the John Glenn Knights won their first uh, football game here in Suffolk County with a 40-28 win over Santa Mauritius. And they'll be playing Mount Sinai on Friday night. I think my son Matthew might be making his first start on the defensive side of the ball. So looking nice. forward to that. Well, I kid, I don't want to sound like a downer, but if if the uh, if the player of the week at Rochester is four for forty yards, <laughs> they need to do a little work, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that was uh, look. I, I set the the spread at uh, thirty six and a half, I believe, and they I did see. cover. They lost by thirty one. Okay, so uh, all right, brother, yeah, brother they, Bry, what's happening with you? <laughs> Um, I'm at the brother Bry. Uh, nothing really new. I, really, I, I apologize to Jim. I really haven't even gotten a chance to say hi. Jim and I are like best friends. Basically, <laughs> uh, we had like drunken pizza. We had like drunken pizza in, in Vegas a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. But yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't get to say hi right off the bat. All good. Um, not much going on. We have a uh, UFC fight this weekend too. Uh, the Gaethje Cowboy Cerrone fight should be mm. a war. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I like Gaethje to win in that one, and I think his pressure is going to bother Cowboy, but I don't love the odds. He's minus 200, so I don't know if I'm going to bet it. It's just going to be a great, uh, fantastic fight to watch, though. Yeah, and you know what? Tyson Fury fights this weekend, I think, and he's fighting someone who's undefeated. I have to read up on this guy, but you know you know me. I look right for the big numbers. He's he's a prohibitive favorite. You can't. It's like minus 2,000 or minus 2,500 or something. Typical, but. typical, typical boxing. Yeah, but the, to, to not go the distance, and uh, I don't remember winning one of these, but to not go the distance is minus 350. I was thinking about that. Do you know anything about this other guy he's fighting? Uh, I really, actually, I don't. I'm the same way I was looking at it. I was like, I really have to look into that because, well, the last fight, right, the Fury fight ended in what, the first? Was it Very the first quick, round? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was really quick. And I was like, shit, we missed that because I think it was around the same thing, right? It was like minus 300 to not go the distance. So Absolutely. I'm thinking because those odds, these guys, this guy really can't be that good. So I'll uh, yeah. be another tune-up fight for Fury here. There you go. All right, and Harry, uh, where are you? You're leading the, the – the, what? Not it's not the Super Contest, but it's Gold Coast? Well, Gold Nugget Contest, right? Gold Nugget. I'm 6-1. and one. You're 4-3. and three. <laughs> Parlay Kid is 3-4 and four and – Brian is two four and one. Uh, you can find me at AAO Harry also on Odd Sharks where I can't where I give yes I give out fantasy football advice this week and also Wednesday and Friday you can see me with my co-host Chris Abbott on the show I think we've named it officially now Ball Bets and Beyond on Spotify Twitter and on YouTube and tonight Brian you better have uh, caught up because tonight is the season finale of the Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero reboot. Oh, no. In which I've <laughs> given the right, I've given I've given the show and the writing an A plus. It's been fantastic. Oh wow! I can't imagine if I did watch the first episode. I can't imagine. I mean, that was one of the worst. right. The first episode was terrible, and then after that, it's unreal. Honestly, you won't. It'll blow your mind. It's so good. <laughs> Jim Cunningham, are you involved at all with this nine zero two one zero stuff? No, nah, I haven't seen it. Sorry. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Uh, I wish I would have thought of it. Abbott and Costa. That's the, what. When Abbott, what's the name of it? The your podcast. Uh, Bald bets and beyond. I think as of right now. I got it. I was trying to think of Abbott. You're not Abbott, right? But maybe you could be Costello. Well, well, Abbott and Costa. Now me, me and Chris Costa are both Abbott. We're both. We're yeah. both. Uh, you know. Yeah, you're both. Well, the same right. shape. 
All right, I got it. Jim Cunningham, you got an I. That's a one. You got something crazy going on with your uh, Twitter stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Jim Cunningham, but the I's are ones. So J1M, All right. blah, blah, blah. There you go. You survived your first um, first full episode as a producer. Yeah. How does it feel? Feels great. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. We're going to try to do it again next week. That'll do it for Against All Odds. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. That's where you can reach out to us. Lock it in Monday through Friday, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern on FS1. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the degenerate trifecta, Jim Cunningham, and for the final time, Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Today's episode is brought to you by Floor & Decor. Floor & Decor is where the pros go for tile, wood, stone, and installation materials. But the best part about Floor & Decor is their pro services and loyal reward program. From the dedicated pro hotline to the exclusive pro app, your Floor & Decor team is just a touch away. Visit FloorAndDecor.com today to find the location nearest you.